Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello! Welcome to Banging Book Club. <laughs> we are Lucy Moon. Lena Norms and Hannah Whitton and today we're going to talk about bonk in our banging book club. Yes we are. Bonk. Bonk. (laughs) Um, If you're listening to this then you've read bonk because we're going to talk all about it in here. If you've not read bonk yet we've got kind of like a non-spoilery, that's non-fiction, discussion video on Lucy's channel. Yeah, feel free to check that out. There'll be a link in the description box of SoundCloud. There is a description yes. box. Great. There'll be a way of finding it, I am sure. Um, yeah. Where to begin? Shall we kind of give a synopsis of what the book is about? I feel like the book is a history of sex experiments. Yeah, by somebody who is an obsessive, obsessive, obsessive. She seems like she randomly gets really obsessed by things. So she's not technically an expert. No. But she gets really, like, she does her research. And she meets with lots of experts as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, her name's Mary Roach. And what, does anyone know what else she's written? No. She's written other <laughs> books about, um, just stuff that's completely different. Shouldn't you write one about politics or something? Um, also, she... she's also written Stiff, The Curious Lives of Human... Oh god, cadavers. Cadavers. Shit, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, she wrote Six Feet Under, Adventures in the Afterlife. Oh, so she likes death and she likes yeah. sex. Yeah. Sex and death. Very, very visceral woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and not just death, dead bodies. So. Yeah. Her oh. writing has appeared in The Guardian, The Salon, Wired, GQ, Vogue, and The New York Times Magazine. She lives in Oakland, California. Well, well, that's all good to know. Speaking of that, I found the book was... The book is like American, isn't it? For sure. Like, American-orientated. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, America has loads of sex experiments and sex research and, like, sex education conferences and mm. and um, just a lot of institutions that really study it. And even though, like, we'd probably say that the UK is better in general at sex education, at least when it comes to, like, yeah. schools, because America has... Would get over the abstinence. Thing. Yeah, they have abstinence only stuff. Um, in terms of academia, America's like way ahead. Yeah, they got that's all where a lot of the leading stuff, stuff going on. Interesting. Here. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All of the famous people in terms of sex people. research have yeah. come out of the US, at least in the 20th yeah. century. Before that, it was Germany where all the sex researchers were. Yeah. And I guess there is. This is my degree coming over. I know, it's so useful. That's yeah. And I guess there are. The financial incentive from companies is way stronger in America. Like, 
the whole consumerist nature of everything. Yeah. So they're just like, cool, we'll sell Viagra. Where it's like, NHS are just like, well, if we discover more about Viagra, we're still going to have to put it on the NHS. Yeah. (laughs) it's not not the same profit margin. (laughs) I feel like I should do a little bit of housekeeping before we get like fully into the book. Keep the house. Keep the house. First of all, Luna and I are a bit ill. I'm really sorry that we may come across like, halfway through. But if you're aroused I will make up for it. (laughs) Exactly. Hannah is on top form. (laughs) Hannah is a goddess of health right now. Yeah. Yeah. Not usually. This is, usually I'm the ill one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the tables have turned. Mm -hmm. And then what was the other bit? Oh yeah, just, um, uh, Louise Renison died and that really sucks and I just wanted to be like, condolences yes yeah she wrote angus songs and full for a dozen of you which yeah. is brilliant yeah yeah she revolutionized my attitude toward titles and books and yeah. who i was like you can a... make a good book because of a good title <laughs> like who had their own kissing scales as well oh my god yes yeah i taught of... you my kissing scale <laughs> yeah you did yeah great thanks um, to her for our kissing scales. yeah thank you yeah okay now i've done that housekeeping fun mm-hmm. let us discuss let's kick the it book. off um, so let's kick off by talking about Mary Roach, the mm-hmm. woman that wrote this book, and her voice and her role as the researcher and the writer, um, what's going on there? I will say one thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been recommended this book so many times by my friend Stevie, who told me that mm. it was hilarious. Mm. And because I had such high expectations for the humour, I was reading it and I wasn't finding it funny at all. Oh, no. She every now and then has a side. That's oh, yeah. the thing. She yeah. has these odd side comments, but because I was, I was like expecting it to be so funny, and then it just wasn't. It's not like Katniss Moran. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaunty. Yeah. It's no. like every now and it'll be science, and every now and then there's a side like um, um, the thing about um penises actually being a lot longer than we say they are because you can count it from way below oh, yeah, the scrotum. Yeah. Oh, and then she's like, so if your erection is, say, six inches long, go ahead and say it's ten. I'll back you up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's quite... It's like the voice of a columnist. Mm. Yeah. You know, it feels like her voice is really strong, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from um, a scientific, mm-hmm. kind of academic book almost. One of the things that I also loved about her as a narrator is that um, she actually went and was a subject for some of these experiments. Yeah. Which I have so Impressive much respect. dedication. Yeah. Just so much respect for that as like a dedicated researcher of this book. She was like, well, if I can't go and observe this one, I'll take part in it. Yeah. <laughs> All she, expenses paid. Yeah. Trip. <laughs> and she really like fought hard to get some of the evidence that she wanted, like finding the sex machines. Yeah. She basically went off on one trying to find these sex machines of like I like the phrasing off on one. Off on one. Yeah, yeah. And she, she eventually boy off on one that Mary. She eventually she, did find some machines that mimic pe- penetration. Yeah. But, but she didn't find the Masters and Johnson ones. No. Sad Very disappointing. But it's incredible what she did because travelling like all the way across the world mm. and um, just calling up so many people, just being like, can I get access to this thing? Can I get access to this thing? Um, yeah, you've got available. Yeah. This must have taken a long time to write and to put together. I would say, though, you're right, it does feel like lots of columns. And for me, I didn't really, I don't really know what she was trying to say. Mm. <laughs> I felt like each bit had a little bit of a point, but there was no overarching, therefore we know all this about yeah. sex. Yeah, like, it does no just feel like, here's a summary 
of lots of different yeah and um, i think there was a lot of like things. like dead not dead ends because you know science is never a dead end but i think there was lots of things where she was like this yeah. is as much research as there is and after that we don't really know yeah <laughs> next thing and you're like i get but you <laughs> yeah and i wonder how she selected the the topics like how were the chapters picked because they don't seem very coherent there's no narrative in yeah it, i don't feel not mm. at all yeah yeah it's like individual sections yeah feels that like essays. don't have yeah, yeah, like like essays that don't really have um, a set uh, thesis. Yeah, and I think also a lot of the subtitles for the chapters are questions. So it's just like, Lady Boner, is the clitoris a tiny penis? We didn't really get that completely answered. Um, the Immaculate Orgasm, who needs genitals? It's like, we didn't really... I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we still don't really know. Who does need genitals? I'm not Does orgasm boost fertility and what do pigs know about it? I'm not sure. <laughs> they know something. I don't know, Mary. <laughs> she went to that farm and watched some pigs getting disseminated with sperm, but that's all I remember from that chapter. <laughs> I skipped that chapter. Can I ask? Oh, Sorry, go on. Did anybody else want to go and measure the, the, the distance? Yes! yes! Oh my There's God. a bit where they talk about the relationship between the distance between your clitoris and your the vagina. opening of your vagina. I thought they were so like, far away in my brain. They're really far away. And were they? I didn't I've not, I'm, I, I haven't measured yet, but I meant to. Should we do measure? it? Like I'll now, and then come back. Oh, that's a bit old. <laughs> like, that would be graphic. <laughs> but, um... I do, I should do that. Although I don't really want to know the devastating fact. If I have, like, they're really far apart. If I have, like... 10 centimetres yeah. I'll be like so it, even though it's not exactly conclusive at all the idea in the book is that if your clitoris is an inch away from your uh, vagina opening then you're more likely to have orgasms that's like the through, through penetrative sex through penetrative sex because <laughs> the idea is that your clitoris is still getting some external action because of the location of it yeah. yeah I have this real vision in my head now of you with like the 10 centimetres and then it's like Lena Norms scientific anomaly <laughs> <laughs> It was 13 <laughs> centimetres. And... Oh, God. You get studied by everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Oh, God. Um, My gaping vagina. <laughs> so whilst we're on the idea of, like, did it make you want to go and check your clitoris, mm. um, there, were there any other parts in the book that made you, that really resonated with, like, a personal experience or made you, like, really, I don't know... I the wanted to talk felt, about yeah. the in the um, chapter. I'll tell you what chapter. Chapter twelve, mind over vagina, which is a great title. Mm. In fact, I think the book should have been called Mind Over Vagina. I might call you... my autobiography mind... Lena Norms Mind, mind over, over Vagina. vagina. <laughs> Do um, it. But I really like the bit that we were talking about a 1970s study um, where they coined the phrase spectatoring, mm-hmm. which refers to a tendency to observe oneself during sex. And I think that's something that a lot of my friends have talked about. I definitely feel like I do that. I, like, watch myself. But, like, not in an erotic, like, there's you're, a mirror above the bed kind of way. More you're in watching a, like, yourself feeling like, what can they see? Like, or what yeah, do I yeah. look like at this point? Mm. Have I got my legs and arms in the right place? Do I yeah. look sexy and enticing? And they advise mindfulness for that. To, like, be in the moment and be present. And you there's don't also like alcohol. <laughs> alcohol also works. <laughs> I don't know if we can like, officially recommend that. No, that's not an official recommendation. Um, yeah. But I do, I do think I thought that was really, really interesting because I think a lot of people say that they picture themselves as a character having sex rather than them. Yeah, being I find sex. one thing that helps with that is it's kind of related to mindfulness because it's about like focusing on the moment, but focusing on what they look like because they could look Ooh. horrible and awful, but yet you're still really into them. Do you know what and I mean? And you're like, you're yeah. like, I still want to have sex with you and I'm still, like, attracted to you. Mm. But you, if you, like, objectively start looking at them in whatever position you're in, you could be like, 
that's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you look rubbish. It's yeah. hilarious. But actually, then you don't care, and so that might help you think what they're thinking yeah. about you as well. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Mm. This might be a good time to interject and say, I read like six chapters. Because good who job, needs Lucy. to read the whole thing when it's a book group? Am I right? <laughs> but so, um, Lucy I is currently in the middle of writing her dissertation, so we yeah. can mm. forgive her. Yeah, definitely. yeah. But she's and, still and I think because it's quite essay based, it's all just like. And I can tell you all my interests. These are like more interesting. You want to hear some more, more interests? This is very interesting <laughs> to me. Um, women, both gay and straight, will show immediate genital arousal yes. in response to films of sexual activity, regardless of who is engaged in it. Mm-hmm. Really? However, yeah. straight men will only respond to women being aroused yeah. they wouldn't like respond um, yeah that's so, so weird so i have something they respond in a this. very limited manner mm-hmm. they're aroused only by footage that fits their sexual orientation and interests yeah so i have something to say about this because mm-hmm. i was at um women of the world festival and there was a panel about um sex and uh, one of the women on the panel has written a very similar book like this which is about like the science mm-hmm. of sex blah blah it's called come as you are so on the panel she talked about that this experiment where they showed different people different kinds of porn and they monitored um how aroused they were in terms of like blood flow to the genitals but there was also a dial for them to say how aroused they are at any moment so then they compared how like consciously aroused they were but then actually how like physiologically aroused they were and they're not always related they're not always related men are better at it oh wait no are they better at it? I think when it came to like, um, yeah, I think men were better at it. It was about mm. 50-50. Um, with women, it was about a 10% correlation. Um, but then also when they showed women bonobo porn, so like monkeys having sex. I didn't know that. <laughs> so they showed women, women mm. um, animals having sex, non-humans, and not as intense, but they still there was a significant like blood flow. Um, but obviously they didn't recognise any that was. I think that was the same thing. So it's the same here. experiment in that. And basically what a lot of people um, initially, like, initially what a lot of people drew conclusions from the study where they were like, women don't know how sexually aroused they are, blah, blah, mm. blah. Like Women are attracted to animals. <laughs> well, no, what happened was, and then we're like, but women don't want to have sex with bonobos, yet they're still getting the um, the blood flow. So Is what, it like a sympathy thing? N- Apparently what happens is is that women will get physiologically aroused by anything that is sexually relevant. So they just this this is the like the term that she was using, um, if it's sexually relevant. So we will um get wet mm. if we're looking at anything that is just sexually relevant. But we could, we could be watching sexually violent porn and we don't like it and we don't want it, but our body would still react to it. Potentially. Oh. Like, it's quite yeah. likely to. Which oh. is why um, there's a bit that they're talking about rape and they say that um, there's a lot of, like, rape cases where people will argue that it's not rape because the woman was turned, like, physically turned on even yeah. though they were being raped and then the but people, that like, doesn't... throwing that out and just being like, no. Yeah. And it wow. also can be fear makes blood flow to your vagina. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that's... when men, men get erections when they're scared. <laughs> Sobering hair. Doesn't mean they're aroused. Yeah. They're scared. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. There's so much I don't know about men. Nervous erections. Um, you know, the... I just want the sound bite. Nervous erections. <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast. Nervous erections. Mm. Well, it's just maybe like, I don't know, BDSM and stuff like that, where you're like aroused, but it's also like a bit of fear. But it's all like mixed in. Mixed in. Yeah. Like um, Should we talk about the difficult bits to read? Yeah, so 
even though I don't have a penis, I'm a sympathetic person. And all of the bits about cutting the skins off that penises. That was horrible. Like, incisions, it was really, really graphic. It was really graphic. And um, I think we all like to think we're quite, like, liberal. And I, quite, could, like, I found it I was like, really you can't scare me. And then I read this and I was like, I'm quite frankly terrified and also eating spinach right now. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I was on the tube. Ooh. Like, trying to, I'm like... It was difficult. It was, oh. I try not to read any of these books when I'm in public, just in case I get turned on. <laughs> yeah, no truth, though. Maybe that's why it's, you, when you're, like, it's like being I'm a wizard not if you're in because nobody yeah. can tell you're turned on. It's great. True, but I'm not saying I'm totally out of control, either. I'm not just going to, like, it's just rob myself on stuff. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just imagine you wandering around the tube network, like, holding on to oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> miss your stop. Yeah. Anyway. Um, right. Yeah, I purposefully skipped bits. Mm. Which bits did you... Skip? Pig, the pig one, uh, pig semination, because I just thought, don't I don't know that. what this is going to prove to me in my brain, <laughs> and I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it, and I have limited time. Let's skip to another bit. Okay. Yeah. The pig bit was uh, kind of strange. I found it strange when she was uh, describing what one of the guys was doing to the pig, mm. um, because he, they were like putting sperm inside of the pig but at the same time he was like stroking her and yeah. like doing all these other things to like relax the pig and I'm like is this foreplay are you yeah. like foreplaying a it pig is, but I think they've been doing that for thousands of years and it's like yeah. it's just a thing that's just a thing but I still kind of had a bit pig of consent. a <laughs> yeah let's talk about pig consent can pigs consent to that I don't know I pigs don't have know. 20 minute orgasms don't they what <laughs> <laughs> know that that wasn't in the book (laughs) they're the only animal other than humans that actually orgasm from penetration Mm. i assume they don't have a clitoris they might do i don't know they have it inside their vagina yeah then they have 20 minute orgasms a lot of animals have clitorises and clitori clitorises that would make so much sense why the vagina isn't our clitorises i'm outraged but i'm gonna write maybe like because a letter of complaint to god imagine if our clitoris with the sensitivity that it has was on the inside Every time we sat down, you'd be like, tampons would be <laughs> no, a great no, right? Having sex, having someone pound you might not be as great. Yeah, that's true. True, and also birth. I <laughs> well, some women have experienced orgasms giving birth. Yeah. I really, I was thinking more like... the Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. The body is kind of aware that they've fucked up. It, during evolution, has fucked up. Uh, making babies' heads huge and women's vaginas mm. small. I think that's something evolutionary. Our mm. heads are growing bigger and we haven't adjusted in time. Oh no. So if we Come vagina grow. <laughs> on the inside, we probably get them all torn and shit and nasty things. So yeah. let's be it's thankful ours still work after birth. Another thing I thought was like interesting that she kind of touched on a bit, but I just like was kept noticing every time she talked about all these different studies that were unrelated, mm. was that a lot of the people that took part in them and made them possible were prostitutes. Mm, like, yeah, that is a lot of, and I understand because like, especially to, to make back something, in the day. Yeah, exactly. Like something for something like I don't know, liberation first happens with capitalism, so it's like yeah, <laughs> the first liberated sexual women probably also selling it. And also gay um, men. I feel like gay men played a big part in the. There was days. a lot of just like underground sex people. Yeah. Mm. And the, the part about the um, the Egyptian scientist mm. who was one robbing bodies, which I thought was a bit weird. Um, but then also just like he's, he, they were like, "How are you doing this in a Muslim country?" And he's like, "Well, my research gets published elsewhere," and he oh. just hires a lot of prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, well, now I know. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. That. Um, how long ago was that? Studies. Like, would you take part in a sex study? Depends what I had to do. I think I would. Depends. I don't think that I could have sex with someone in an MRI machine. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Like, no, I don't I think I could do go that. that far, but I would happily sit in a room and be shown porn and have something in my vagina seeing how aroused I am. I yeah. I'm not sure like, I could have sex in, like, a whitewashed room with no. sensors on me either. No, but you're not. You're just in an MRI machine. Oh, it's always an MRI machine. Not always, but, but there's but no they room have that. Them, or, like, right? um, the one where they were, like, holding a... Um, not what's number not M. Um, uh, ultrasound. Ultrasound. They were holding an ultrasound thing. I think Only. actually I might do that. I think that'd be quite fun, and maybe I'd find it a bit. I just feel me. like I'll get performance anxiety. Oh yeah, I doubt. I'd what be able they should to do really is to get like a um, like a mobile version, and then go to people's houses. A mobile like, MRI machine. <laughs> why do we have to go to them? Yeah, maybe yeah, and then you can it's have like, your favorite pillow. equipment. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I would take part in a sex study despite being a massive prude. <laughs> you, can, you took part in a sex book club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, First baby steps. Baby this steps. is basically like this is like the intellectual version of that. Yeah, intellectual yeah. experiments of sex. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about the sciencing? The science. There was much sciencing. It's really scientific. Yeah, to the but point, accessible, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. It was accessible, but I think it was also just a little bit. Um, there were so many directed. studies. Yeah. You know, like with, this is a really weird comparison, right? But I can't believe how much I enjoyed the podcast serial because I really have no interest I in crime serial. or murder or or I don't watch like CSI or anything, but they made the particulars of a situation mm. so fascinating and addictive that mm-hmm. you were like, I care about all of these phone records. Could you just say that again? And I was like, rewinding it like, right, 3.32. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas I, I don't think I got... This is really in-depth. Yeah, this is really in-depth, but I don't think I was... It was... A, Addictively told to me, yeah. and it's sort of a weird thing. I like, feel I think... like I could have put it down and been okay. Yeah, <coughs> bless you. Thanks. I don't think this was our favorite, favorite, favorite. I still geeked out a lot just yeah. because. So, um, context: my dissertation at university was about the emergence of sexology in the late nineteenth century. It's available on Google Docs. Isn't it, it is. I read, uh, it. I read some of it once. <clears throat> But basically what this is, is sexology in the 20th and 21st centuries. So my Mm. dissertation was the sex studies that, or at least the sex books that came before this. 
So uh, that's um, interesting. So I found that interested in being like, okay, where has sex research gone since my dissertation ended? You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's yeah, really interesting. Because um, would you say, yeah. like, there's lo- so much more to be studied? Like, what's interesting about this is that I was like, there aren't that many conclusions in here. We really don't know. Yeah. And I think it is, I don't know, it's important to keep doing it because I think that we all have very low expectations about also i feel like it very much um it made me feel normal this book as well yeah i feel like even though it is sciencey i definitely felt like it is a reassuring book if you do have like any sex problems or whatever Mm. like if it is like um erectile dysfunction or you can't Mm. come through penetrative sex or like anything that you're like oh what's wrong with my body like Mm. actually this book like really it's helps just like, to frame it and and all of that yeah. yeah and be like everybody has questions yeah nobody's is really functioning <laughs> and the book itself is not um written like academic journals which is or an academic book it's written i think in a really accessible way but that could be more of a comment on what i'm reading at uni as <laughs> i think it's more <laughs> really i, I don't think like it was that accessible, accessible. Really? it's not like if somebody wasn't used to reading science i definitely wouldn't give them this really straight away oh dear lord what am i reading but i think because you're studying, but then i just like I read a lot of fiction now yeah so I don't really... yeah exactly um, um, for me this was like an easy to read treat <laughs> well, i'd say like because i've read quite a few like history like, um stuff to do with natural history mm-hmm. and i find them a lot more accessible or at least a lot more poetic mm-hmm. than this yeah and that's it? like that's like biology and um yeah i have read more poetic accessible history books but it's still quite funny yeah i think, yeah, I exactly. think it is i'm a standby i think it's i funny. mean it's sex is funny book. sex should be funny yeah exactly and it's it all weird funny. and morbid fascinations and yeah i like it I'm just are you i've got a question are you more or less confused about your physiology when it comes to sex after reading this Confused. Mm, a bit of both. I learned some stuff about positions that I was like, oh, maybe I'll try that. So there was well, stuff about like book... stimulating your clitoris. The book made me think that everything's a bit more normal that we all yeah. think because there are people weirder than us and people. And we really normal. don't know anything. Yeah, everyone's yet. different. I think if I um, died um, and I was really rich, I might leave a bit of the money to like sex research. No. I thought you were going to say people can experiment on your body. And I thought you were going to say that as well. And I was like... That was where I thought you were going to. I found it really interesting in the book that um, if you uh, cut the clitoris off, you can still masturbate. Yeah, I had no idea. I knew that A lot of women who are um, yeah. victims of FGM can still masturbate on the scar. Yeah, I didn't realise... Because it goes really far down because the nerve endings. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because the clitoris is still on the inside. Yeah. A massive part of it. Yeah. That's what I really like about being a woman. Like, I'm just like, everything's on the inside. <laughs> I don't know, I just love how it's all, like, internal. Yeah, I don't know. I just love it. Can I just read out a really funny bit that I yeah. think is funny? Yeah. Um, it's talking about how most penises are a little bit bent. <laughs> and it's like, it says they have the shape of a boomerang during intercourse. And Leonardo da Vinci drew it stick straight. But then, then she notes that um, if you hurl an uprooted penis into the air, it will not come back to you. It will most likely, and who can blame it, want nothing to do with you. <laughs> Male penis. <laughs> it's that kind of stuff that is, you know, it's like, she's kind of like a very serious science teacher that you have that every now and then will say something hilarious and sassy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're then, just like, and where did like, that come from, miss? And then, but then it's almost like, she's like, okay, that was funny, get back to work. Yeah. Next yeah. <laughs> Overall, I feel like she's quite cool, but I'm quite scared of her. So yes, that fits with your 
with yeah. your teacher yeah, theory. Yeah, it's like you're going to write a You're scared of her. Yeah, I feel a bit scared of her. Anyone that's really interested in sex and death, I'm a bit Okay, so it's that her. idea of like people thinking that she's a perf because she's interested in it. I think it's cool that she managed to rope her husband into some of the... Uh, <laughs> Did she? Into some of the yeah. research, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. She was like, it's a free trip to London, let's go. And he's like, oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and did they have to have sex? Yeah. Yeah. Love. And then he just starts making small talk about the, the doctors, like kids, while they're having sex, and the, him, him and the doctor just chatting while they're having sex. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. It's really awkward, but it's interesting. Good it was, sport. it was quite funny actually. That whole, her whole description of that was really funny because she's going through the whole like we're having sex and this is the conversation that's happening. Blah blah blah. blah. We're talking about the doctor's children, and then yeah. the doctor just goes, "You can ejaculate now." <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and then she, she's like, about to have sex in this like ward, and then she's like, "Oh, could we like maybe dim the lights or you know play some music?" And he really seriously is like, "I do have the layman's soundtrack on my laptop." <laughs> <laughs> that oh would just be God. really nice. <laughs> Two, four, six, oh, one. one. I've not seen this, but I will be imagine assured. masturbating to it on my own. <laughs> oh, I know that song. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> song all day. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Turning, turning, turning through the... <laughs> There's definitely a market for, like, lame porn. There probably is, is already out there. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, I'll report back. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to conduct your own sex experiment, what would it be? We'll come back to that. <laughs> I, would, I would research how ev- evolution has made it so that most women can't orgasm during sex. I think that's... Well, how did that happen? Yeah, I think I'd do something about sex toys. That's weird. I'd do it with the evolution of it. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. (coughs) But you say that, like, yeah, what is the evolution of it if, like, I think it's, like, 60 or 70% of women don't, Mm. um, can't orgasm from penetration alone. But there's a whole chapter in this book about people doing studies to figure out if a female orgasm increases the chance of um, fertilisation. Mm. So if actually having an orgasm makes you more fertile, because then that actually helped the case for women who wanted to have orgasms. Because it's like, give like, women orgasms, make... because reproduction, you'll make a baby if you give her an orgasm. So that really helped that case, but then I think they realised, oh, actually, maybe there isn't so much of a, so much of a correlation. In fact, don't let her come. It doesn't matter, just <laughs> plant your seed just, and you know, go. Just run. Just oh, run. That's all we need. But or that's... in our state of overpopulation on the earth, maybe we should all be <laughs> not. Yeah. Maybe that's... it's evolution telling us not to have sex because there's too many people on the planet and the ozone layer is dying. So they're yeah. like, give women less orgasms. This is a stupid no. theory. <laughs> no, but, but the, outlandish. the presence of our planet's imminent death Mm. How does that affect our sex lives? How did we get here, man? Yeah. <laughs> I need alcohol for this. Alternative and existential. <laughs> was there too much information in this book? Like, like in terms of just sexual scope and stuff you didn't really want to read, and in terms of the size of the book and how much detail it goes into. It's a short book, but it's dense. Yeah, that's it felt what a I lot felt. Longer. It took me ages to read did you read the footnotes because there was yes. no so I many did you them. i, I did and i, I was actually I reading it like but hannah's reading those bits <laughs> i skipped I, like, a lot of them skimmed a lot of them but i did try and read them all. were they relevant yeah i read yeah. the small ones big ones i was like you should have put that in the book you, yeah you bitch no actually. i don't mean that why <laughs> no but it's like if there was that one. much information why don't I put it in the actual thing? yeah yeah exactly it's, it's like a lot of darting around but every the now and then there's like a funny footnote so it's like how did he know he felt it during 
intravaginal stimulation and she's put a star and then the footnote just said finger fucking yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh mary finger fucking um yeah. Love it. i think i think it's a science book so there's not too much information but i i just wish that some of the information put in there never led to the overall conclusion it was just like oh yeah there's a study that's what it really feels find like. It, it was like there was this study and this person's doing this and this study's doing this and la 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 and then just no yeah like, but it wasn't but like a therefore like what is it i want to know what it means why is it relevant to us why should we care why should we care yeah. about this i feel like she's a researcher but maybe not so great at being a teacher or a she's like i want someone to take all of this information and then do a ted talk on why humanity politicians everyday people in everyday need lives to care. need to care about this somebody yeah. like Hannah Whitton yeah maybe I should do it <laughs> but I don't know why I want somebody but I don't know why yet um, I don't know either mm-hmm. is it possible that um, the way that there's so much stuff that seems um, I'm not sure if this is the right word ineffectual to the conclusions is that potentially a publishing thing so she approached publishers because she must have needed funding about a book about sex they were like yeah it has to be this number of words or like do they have that kind yeah, of control? So, like, she could have had to leave in a lot more than she actually wanted to? Yeah. That is very possible. Because the, it seems like she had two successful books before, said, oh, this one's going to be stonking great. And then they were like, they were sweet, like, mm-hmm. write 300 pages. And she's like, oh, we'll it's more you. of a 150 kind of pages thing. Yeah. And they'll be like, no. Yeah, we need a, a thick book about science sex. It needs to be thick so it looks like you know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I'm just kind of like, what's your point? Like, it is all really interesting in, in individual things, but it doesn't feel like... I want to know has like if a... it's changed her sex life or her attitude towards sex. But, like you said before we started recording, we all very much have a humanities background. Yeah. And this is a science, biological mm. book. And so, maybe our humanities-ness is just making us crave for me yeah that person that personal yeah. aspect and that like can you tell us more about the culture around this yeah. and she's like no I'm a scientist no penis and also, in vagina I'm always really <laughs> conscious of because a lot of the books that I really enjoy have lots of personal aspects to them mm-hmm. but I'm conscious especially women scientists being like I'm going to need some more of your personal lifestyle life in this science book because then it will make it more interesting for me because I think a lot of women are like forced to do that not even not irrelevant. but I would at the same time I'm yeah. conflicted because I would have really preferred that <laughs> Like Spinster, which is like a history book about the history of being single, is half about her. That's really good. That's really on good. my TBR. I'm so oh, and the audio book is read by her, and it's brilliant. Ooh, an it's audiobook. phenomenal. Ooh. <laughs> Something Ooh. I don't have to read with my eyes. Oh, it's it's so. Like I've listened to the audiobook twice, and now I'm actually physically reading the book. I think we've done really good on this one, actually. I think it'll be 30 minutes of like really solid analysis. And also, I think this one and the last one as well, actually, are good to listen to if you haven't read the books. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that rounds up our feelings on Bonk. Are there any, like, final thoughts? Conclusions? Three words? Still really interesting and fascinating, but um, don't feel like you have to read it in one go, maybe? Yeah. It's like, thanks for the fact, Mary. Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to find the sister book to this that's about culture. Yeah, it feels like it's part of a conversation, but it's not a standalone point in itself. Yeah. Um, but I can see why it's like a seminal mm-hmm. text or whatever. Yeah, I'm glad um, we've put it on the reading list for Banging Book Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also it'll appeal to people who are more science-orientated. Yeah. 
and yeah, you we guys are. will enjoy it and more. We haven't, I don't think we've talked about that properly on the um, podcast before about how we are all quite, and some of us are quite similar in our tastes mm-hmm. and, which is oh, why yeah. it's great that we have a book club uh, Lucy, like, Lucy's a history student I'm a history graduate and you're a literature yeah. graduate so it's like yeah we, we know that we do have a certain perspective on it yeah. so tell us if there's any any you know budding scientists out there that this was like their jam mm. yeah and um, yeah, yeah we want to know what you think because Expand TV Edge yes yeah. um we can continue the conversation on Twitter. Use the hashtag Banging Book Club because we all check that. And yeah. you can hang yeah. out on Twitter. There'll be a link as well to the Google Doc where you can find our reading list for this year. Also, if you make your own video review of any Banging Book Club book, then tweet again using the hashtag Banging Book Club and I will find them and add them to um, this playlist that I've got going. And actually... One of you guys has already done a review for All the Rage. Ooh. So you're like reading ahead. I know. So um, All the Rage, by the way, by Courtney Summers is our next book. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I've already read and I bloody loved and I'll probably reread. Cool. cool. Well, I will I'm read really excited. Yeah. Yeah. And really we'll all, excited. And we all should paint your nails red and paint your lips red because that's the theme in it. Really? I mean, it won't translate into podcast. But, but in the <laughs> video. Yeah. Into video. Yeah. 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 All right. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, I mean. Well, can you tell I'm ill? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Please check out the video if you haven't already. We love you lots and lots. I think that's good. Snogs. Yeah. Snogs. Bye-bye. Consensual kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.